0: Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your hosts, mother and daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation and are dedicated to Gloria and Heidi's son and brother, Scott, and to all those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, Open to Hope Radio.
1: Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. We're here today to welcome you to the Open to Hope show and to say to you that you need not walk alone in your journey of grief and loss. And remember that you can visit us on our opentohope.com site, and you can also uh, go on to our Facebook site, and we hope you'll become part of the Open to Hope family by signing up and friending us on Facebook. And also, if you like to write, you might want to go to the Open to Hope site and sign up to write for us, or you might even just want to come on. And uh, write your story and give us your story and comment on all of our wonderful articles, our YouTubes. We just have a tremendous amount of information on those flights, sites for you to respond to. And we'd love to have you be part of our family. Well, Heidi, I'm here in, uh, at Outpost Studio in San Francisco uh, with Eleanor Thiebaud, my engineer. And how about you? Where are you?
2: I'm here in Manhattan, New York, and um, it's on 72nd in my office.
1: And our guest, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know where our guest is. you, Mom, wait, where is it? I don't know. Ed, where are you? Oh, I'm here. No, where are you? What city?
0: Oh, where am I located? I'm, I'm, I'm located just north of Ann Arbor in a town called Howell, Michigan.
1: Wow. Oh, right. very nice. So he's in Michigan. Wow. And uh, uh, my granddaughter, I think, is going to go to a school in Michigan, so uh, we'll get around in that area. And uh, we also, Heidi and I, were out in Michigan because we wrote a book called Real Men Do Cry with uh, Eric Hippel. Were you a fan of the Detroit Lions?
0: Yeah, I, I remember him from the football quarterbacking days,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eric's a friend of ours, right, Hyde? He is, and we wrote his, we wrote a, his story, and it was basically a journey from um,
2: grief and loss back to hope after his son killed himself when he was only 15 years old. So wow. it's a great book, and it, and it speaks kind of to what we're going to talk about today, because it talks a lot about how men grieve and how it's okay for real men to show emotion and how men and women's grief is different.
1: Absolutely. Well, Heidi, why don't you kind of introduce Ed, and let's get on with the topic of men and grief, because I'm sure men are waiting to hear this.
2: Absolutely. So our guest, as we were just saying, and we were just speaking with him, is Ed Gray today. And Ed Gray's grieving process was triggered by deaths of both parents and taking care of his wife, who died of Lou Gehrig's disease. Writing poetry helped Ed to distill his experience down to its essence. Originally, he wrote to help himself and as a tribute to those who died. But then he says, as my own journey progressed, my writings became focused on helping others. Welcome to the show, Ed. Thank you. It's
1: great to have you on the show today, Ed. And you and I had uh, conversed about about your writing and and everything and uh, about your life. And now, um, your book is uh, a beautiful book that I have here, and the essence of grieving. I love that uh, dove you've got on the front. Uh, Oh, thank you. With a collection of poems in there. Uh, But tell us a little bit about your wife. Uh, You've got a wonderful picture of her in the book. She was quite a woman, wasn't she?
0: Well, Nancy was quite an artist. She affected me a great deal from the aspect of creativity. She uh, taught creativity and had seminars, and so she was very encouraging to me I started discovering my poetry um, in 85, about one year after I met her. And she was very instrumental in encouraging me to write and it culminated in the publishing of uh, three or four books before she died.
1: Well, that's that's amazing that you started out. You, You never thought you'd be doing that as a guy.
0: No, not at all. Amazing. I never thought of myself as much of a writer. That's all come. And something that was even more of a surprise is how much things changed for me after she died the uh, the the action of the grieving the uh, everything was affecting me so much it it, it came out as a, a greatly enhanced ability to write and much more prolific as well as finding it easier to express deep emotions in simple words. That's
1: kind of amazing, because I know it is so difficult for men, and, and I know one of the uh, pieces of poetry you write is men grieve differently. And talk about that a little bit. Uh, how do they grieve differently?
0: Well, there's really a lot of pressure on men as far as society and stuff is concerned. Um, there, it's Of course, things are changing a little bit now, but there's a lot of pressure for men not they feel that if they show emotions, actually true emotions in public, they tend to be viewed as a weaker person. And I think that that's that's really a wrong way to think or a wrong attitude because emotions are so important to your own health. And I think that what really men have to do is overcome that um, idea or this pressure that they feel from their peers and, and from literature or whatever that they're supposed to keep their emotions to themselves.
1: I know that you say uh, in this poem, uh, Men grieve Differently, which, by the way, uh, it's one of the uh, writers for the Open to Hope Foundation, and you can go on opentohope.com and uh, look under his name, or you can just Google his name, and you'll come to the Open to Hope site, and you can read the entirety of the poem on Men Grieve Differently. So I've asked to read a little bit of it today, but I want to preempt it a little bit by saying um, that one of the things that you say is that men use, quote, manly coping styles and and it and it ends up looking like denial, and uh, you know, but they but they're not really denying it. They're trying to be strong, right?
0: Yeah, well, they're trying to be strong, but uh, they they sometimes by trying to be strong, they end up denying the feelings that they have.
1: Mm-hmm. And and could you read uh, the the end of your poem, the last three? Well, stances? to read the
0: excerpt that you're referring to is just three verses, and mm-hmm. this is um, this causes men to lose control, afraid, afraid, and hurting too. This certainly is not masculine, just what's a man to do. These ways that most men cope with grief denies what they are feeling. But really, these will tend to hurt their healthy path to healing. This is a man's dilemma. It's quite wrenching, to be sure. It's why men struggle so with grief and seldom find a cure.
1: Wow, that is, is really powerful. I think, uh, Heidi, what have you found with your husband as far as grief goes? You've seen him. Do you feel like that um, these coping styles stand?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of times men want to fix things and make it better and do something. I mean, they're kind of like doers, and that's kind of how how they want to help. They want to help somehow take the pain away. And, and like you said earlier, Ed, you know, men are given, and we talk about this a lot in the Real Men Do Cry book, men are given messages by society, suck it up, walk it off, big boys don't right. cry, real men don't cry.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and anger, I know you have a poem about anger too. Did you have a, how were you when uh, Nancy died as far as anger went?
0: How was I as far as anger was concerned? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, in a situation like this where Nancy died you know, in a, in a long, drawn-out process um, with so much life left, uh, you know, she could have had so much life left, you can't help but get angry about it. Mm. Um, you get angry at God. You get angry at the situation. You just... you, A lot of times you feel anger. You don't know where to put it. And anger will... Or where to direct it, I guess. And anger shows up sometimes when... Uh, along with other de- emotions. It's like a... a a dichotomy you can have two and sometimes three separate emotions surface at the same time like you can be happy and angry you can be um, uh, angry and sad you get you you can get a mix of emotions and that's some of the times that you feel the most turmoil is when you have things that you can't resolve you resolve one and you and you make the other one worse
1: mm-hmm well, uh, you've got this poem about anger and grief. It's very excellent, and I think uh, it talks a lot about it being common. It's a common reaction. I, I think particularly, I think everyone, did you feel angry, Heidi?
2: Oh, I was very angry. absolutely. And, and I didn't you know it's nice to know that it's just it's a legitimate, valid emotion. I was mad at God. I felt abandoned by Scott. I mean, I, the, the anger wasn't even rational. But I was really, really angry and felt left and abandoned and alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And you get angry at everything everybody says. And I remember I kept a hate hate list (laughs) of uh, people that I was angry with because of some of the things that they said to me. So there can be a lot of anger. Do you want to?
2: Absolutely. I also used to get angry at people that had brothers, especially if they didn't get along with them. Or you know, I would get angry. You'd see, I'd see people and be angry. Why do they have brothers and I don't? So.
1: So you give in this poem on anger and grief, you kind of give uh, the last two uh, paragraphs you kind of give some advice which I really resonated with. Do you want to read those for us
0: I mean the one on anger and grief uh-huh okay um, I'm not exactly sure the on the um I can just look at the last um, three verses I guess sure Is that, that what sounds you're referring good. To? uh-huh okay um. Unfocused anger is not good. It hurts if it's displaced. You need to know why it exists, so feelings can be faced. Admit that you are angry first, then next you figure out what's causing it. Then analyze just what that is about. Next, act on it constructively to lessen how you feel. Once it's resolved, just let it go. Abandoned anger heals.
1: I really like that abandoned anger heals, Heidi, don't you?
2: Mhm, yeah it's beautiful it's, it's, it's amazing what Ed says can say in a poem in just a few words and he really gets there's so much feeling and he really gets the point across I, that's why I love poetry and I'll, oftentimes yeah. I don't see men like expressing themselves through poetry I, I don't know I see it more with women
1: Yeah, this is absolutely great. Well, uh, we're going to go to break now. And when we get back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more with Ed Gray about men in grief. And we're going to hear some more of his poetry and get some ideas from him about how you might want to, uh, as a man, express yourself through poetry or through the arts or uh, not be afraid to step out and do this kind of thing. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. You're listening to the Open to Hope show. And please remember that all these shows can be downloaded on iTunes and that they're also all archived on the Open to Hope site.com. Stay tuned for more.
2: Welcome back to the Open to Hope show. This is Dr. Heidi and I'm here with my mom, Dr. Gloria, and we're talking today with Ed Gray about men in grief. And we were just talking on break about Ed's um, website, and I'm looking at it right now and it's wonderful. And Ed, how can our listeners get to your website?
0: Well, the easiest way is to go just directly under the title of it, the title of the book, which is Essence of Grieving. So you do Essence of Grieving in one word, com, just spell the words with no spaces, and it'll pop up. And that describes the book, um, the different forms of it that are available, and and uh, a number of backstories involving uh, how it was written and why it was written, and stuff like that.
2: That's great, very good. And I've, you've got you've got several books. It looks like you've got something on humor.
0: Right. Well, there's when I was doing the grieving process, um, poetry was pouring out of me, and I wrote. I think something in the range of 165 poems in about 15 months. Well, the mm-hmm. Essence of Grieving book has, I think, 56 or 57 poems, so that's only about one-third of what I wrote. Also, since the book was finished in September of last year, I've continued to write. So I probably have a, now, i counting the additional ones, maybe 130 or 140 poems that aren't in a book yet. So I'm collecting them and putting them into other formats, and one is falling into a humor book called, you know, as you would suspect, Essence of Humor. And then there's one book that I wrote, or one poem that I wrote, on how important nothing is in your life, and that actually has expanded to where the entire book is the single poem.
2: Wow. It grew
0: and grew and grew because I've been able to discover 50 or 60 different ways that nothing in some form or another, plays a role in your life. And that's going to be a book all about that called Essence of Nothing.
2: <laughs> I, I love that, and I love the covers on all these books. They're so creative and fabulous. And if you want to get to Ed's website, another way you can do it is go to the Open to Hope Foundation and just click on Ed Gray, and he, he's got his web link right there.
1: Yep, so you, so you'll be able to find it. Well, Ed, what do you do for business?
2: Well, right now I'm retired. Uh-huh. uh I retired
0: in 07.
1: And what were you doing and before I retired you retired?
0: Early, and I needed to because of Nancy. And I was caregiving for my Nancy, for Nancy, my wife, and my mother and my father. They all died in a 13-month period. So uh, the company was very supportive, and they they gave me a good uh, a lot of help in transition. But I've retired then, and I'm What now, were you doing then? What was, what was I doing?
1: Yeah, before you retired. I was
0: working for um, a major German chemical company in their plastics department.
1: See, the, I wanted to know that because I want these guys to know you're just a working guy. I mean, you're not a poet. You no, weren't. no.
2: This, the, the poetry you're
1: is
0: very
2: man. recent.
1: Yeah, as so Heidi said, you're a real man.
2: Ed is, Ed is a real man. He's a guy, uh. and he's expressing himself through poetry, which I love because Eric Hippel is the
1: same way. I absolutely love I, it. You are such a great model for all the men out there in the world.
2: Yeah,
0: well, thank you.
1: Now, were you, were you scared when you first started writing? I mean, what, do you, what does a guy feel like? To, you know. Well,
0: in the beginning, it wasn't bad because I was just writing for family, immediate family and friends, and that was fun. And I started doing some thoughtful poems, mostly for the, the lady I loved, my wife, and then there were um, humor poems I would share with people. That's really how it started. And then it grew, and then uh, I I got so I realized how safe it was for me to express my emotions. And then once that kind of was uncovered, then things kind of poured forth.
1: That's great. Now, you took care of your wife. Did you write poetry while you were taking care of her, and was there any time when you kind of stopped doing that? Well,
0: there were, in reaction, there were some things that I wrote and shared with her. Uh, Those are in the beginning of the book that I wrote. A little bit of those. There's, well, I touch on that because the some of the book relates to times when she was around still. Um, uh, I have, I had done many things for her specifically. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Now talk about. Um, you've got your uh, poem around guilt and grieving. Talk about guilt a little bit.
0: Well, your uh, guilt is is just another one of the emotions, like anger. You know, you 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 feel. You keep thinking of, I wish I had done this, I wish I hadn't said that. I, you tend to think of things in guilt relating to the person who died. You uh, you think, oh, if, if only I had done this, um, she might have felt better. If only I'd been able to say this, she would have realized how much I loved her, stuff like that. And you look back on what you wish you'd done, and you can lay a lot of guilt on yourself. And that's something else that's, that makes can make grieving difficult because you make your own mountain that you have to walk over.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, read a little bit of the poem on guilt and grieving for us. And, and where can people, people will be able to get it out of this book, The Essence of Grieving, the full poem. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, just to pick on the last two uh, two verses uh, that kind of express the, the summary of thing, you look for anything you've said with phrases such as could have, if only is the biggest one, but also should have, would have so it's words or indications where your guilt first had first had its start then finally you forgive yourself perhaps the hardest part
1: wow that is so much said so well said forgiving yourself is definitely the hardest part what did you uh, have a to lot read? of the guilt
0: comes from you laying it on yourself
1: Mm-hmm. And, and i think guys tend to do that i i think that um I think there's a lot of wishing that they'd said more. When I hear uh, men whose wives have died, oh, she did all this. I didn't even realize what she did, you know, until she was gone. You know, of course, you lost some of that with Nancy because she became, with Lou Gehrig's, it's a really difficult, debilitating disease. So uh, you really saw, started picking up all well, those the grieving right?
0: process was well underway, well, long before she died.
1: So, so you were picking up all those tasks and things and realized uh, all that she'd meant to you because uh, you lose them a little at a time, right, through Lou Gehrig's? Yes,
0: it's a very slow, slow process. Hers, From the first symptom until she passed uh, passed away was about three and a half years.
1: And uh, let's talk about one last aspect that I, I think men um, are involved with a lot, which is crying and showing emotion. Ta- talk to us about that.
0: Well, from the time that men are little... Uh, Crying is considered to be a sign of weakness. The uh, mistaken idea that people get or or society tends to say to men is um, that crying is not a manly thing. If children are, uh, especially boys and they're teenagers, uh, someone's crying, they're they're ridiculed. It's a childish kind of thing. Those are things that real men don't do. And in reality, to me, it's a... uh, uh, it, it's a very healthy thing. It's a cleansing thing. It's something that I have done openly in front of other men, in front of my family, in front of friends. I find it very cleansing. It, uh, it allows emotions to, to come out. And, and that's one of the most important things that you can possibly do for yourself. So, and I, I do not consider it a sign of weakness. I consider it a sign of being human.
1: So, Ed Gray, thank you so much for being on the show today. And we're looking forward to more connection with you on Men in Grief because I know it's going to be important for men out there to hear voices of other men who are, have been through the grieving process and have found creative outlets. Uh, we love your poetry and what you've done, and we hope uh, everyone will visit your site. And also we'll get your book on The Essence of Grieving, which I guess can be picked up on your site.
0: That's correct, yes.
1: All right, and uh, and we look forward for more connection with you. And thanks for being on the show today. I'm your host. Thank you very much.
0: Mm -hmm. I I, I'm glad for the opportunity to speak with you.
1: Great. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host,
2: Dr. Heidi Horsley. Ed, thank you for helping people find hope after loss.
1: Thank you uh, you so much, and we hope that everyone will visit us at opentohope.com. And we want you to remember that people like Ed and other people are there in the Open to Hope family, and we all want you to know that you need not walk alone on this journey. Please stay tuned again next week on Thursday at 9 o'clock for our new show. Go to opentohope.com.
0: You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. If you have found this show to be helpful, you may visit us at opentohope.com, where you can become a part of our caring community by signing up for Facebook, Twitter, and the Open to Hope Foundation newsletter. Thanks for listening and tune in again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.